0: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. I'm talking to an entrepreneur whose passion for giving back to animal rescue organizations has led her to create a booming online store. You'll love hearing how the business started with her and her mom making tons of dog treats in their home kitchen, and how they've transitioned to a much more scalable business model. She has great advice on finding inspiration, staying focused on profits, and of course, you'll get to hear all about her dogs. Let's dive in. Lisa Chauver is a former Olympic athlete who now helps others achieve Olympic level success through mentoring, business coaching, and motivational speaking. She is a former middle school administrator and has been a teacher for over 17 years and is currently teaching at risk high school students. She recently began writing children's books inspired by her dog, Max. Her first book in the One Up Max Adventure series is available now on Amazon. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, wonderful. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to learn about um, about everything that you do because you do a lot of entrepreneurial things and teaching and now dog things, which uh, I think is just probably the best direction to head in. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So um, why don't you start off by telling us about Max? How did he come into your life?
1: So Max came into our life. We used to have some rental properties in where well, I'm from Stockton and we used to have some rental properties in Lodi and one of our tenants was moving and on the day they were checking out, there was the crate, there was Max and this little baby monkey toy. Uh, can you take them? We're leaving. We can't take them with us. Um, uh, we're like, uh, thinking in our heads, so what are you going to do? Leave them here if we don't? Uh, no. Yeah, we'll take him. Um, but i was panicking because we do a lot of rescue animals um cats are in the house usually or some cats in the house and the dogs are outside i'm like oh my gosh we have so many animals where are we going to put them so i was immediately calling on the phone to um some friends uh does anybody need a dog he's really cute you know and somebody said oh my mom does and this was like on a friday and she was supposed to come on sunday but she never made it so that was gonna be like the following weekend, but that was too late. By the weekend was over, he was ours. We just <laughs> fell in love with him and couldn't let him go. So um, so then we were thinking, well, we said we weren't gonna keep him, so let's see if my mom will take him. And that way we could still see him because we were still thinking, oh, we have a lot of animals. And um, she said, oh, he's, he's cute, but he's too much for me because he was just like maybe a year old and, and uh, running around too much of a pup. So I said, okay, I guess he's ours but that's how we got him. Oh, I love that. So do you,
0: do you like know too much about his life before he came into your life?
1: He, I, they said he was part Chihuahua. So, I mean, I, I know the speakers can't see him, but as his name is on Instagram and Facebook is one up max because he always has one ear up. But when he was a, a pup, um, he still had the one ear up, but we know that he was a, about 15 months old. That's what they said because they said he was born on May 23rd, the same day as my mom. Oh, my so gosh. So we're thinking – that's why I was thinking, oh, mom, look. It's your uh, little <laughs> buddy here. You guys can celebrate your birthdays together. But um, so we got him July 5th of 2011. So he's about eight and a half now. That's amazing. I know. It goes so fast. I can't believe it. No, uh, but we knew he was part chihuahua, but we did a couple of DNA tests. Once we decided we were keeping him, and he is the only dog that has been inside our house because it's usually been cats only. So we had to pass a whole bunch of tests, get along here, do this, you know, everything. So um, so he gets to be in the house, but, um, but we did DNA tests. So all the friends are asking, what is he? What is he? So we did the first one, and we had a party, and everybody had to come over and give their little pics and, you know, hey, it's Jack Russell and Doxy or Doxy and... Chihuahua or you know, whatever, but it came out that he was 50% docs uh, excuse me 50% chihuahua Um, and definitely am staff terrier. So like a pit bull in him And then there was a whole bunch of other stuff and then we redid it again um, because as part of a uh, like promoting uh, the DNA for the dogs sure. wisdom panel we did it again, but this time, but the first time it was just underneath Max, but the second time it was one up Max, his Instagram name, but they found, they figured it out anyway, that old DNA, but they, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, they knew exactly who he was. Right. But, uh, they said he was 50% Chihuahua. He's got cattle dog in him and pit bull, but there's still this little part that they don't know. And so we always think it's dachshund because if you look at his feet, they, they turn out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just some stuff. Yeah, so. and sometimes like little mannerisms kind of make yes. you think
0: that they're a certain breed or another. Yeah. So you but were saying – definitely mud. Y- So you used Wisdom Panel for the DNA? Yeah, I
1: used Wisdom Panel.
0: I've heard really good things about them. You know, everyone online is always asking like which one is best. I've never done any of the panels, but
1: um, I've heard good things about them. Yeah, I, I. and it was pretty much right on point both times. It's just, you know, I think I did the first one and then a couple years later I did the other one, so maybe they were more – honed in, just like everything gets better, yeah. you know what I mean, narrowing down into everything. But he's a mutt, so I think it's perfect for mixed breeds, all American dogs. Yeah. I don't know just, how it works with full breed. Yeah. It's it's just fun to do. I'm kind of curious to do my new dog, Bert,
0: because, um, you know, he I rescued him at like six years old, and he looks
1: like a full lab to me, but you never know. <laughs> no, you never know, because some people thought he kind of has a lab look, but just short. He's mm-hmm. height challenged. He's got short legs. So. <laughs> But a big body, big bark. Yeah, he's so cute. So okay, so he is.
0: Um, he's like eight-ish years old. And when did you decide to start a social media presence for him?
1: So, I would say that was about three and a half years ago. I think I was on a Southwest Airlines or something, and I and I saw this uh, tuna melts my heart. Yes. Um, and I think uh, she had an article, though they put an article in there about her and, and Tuna. And um, I said, Max is cute. And when we're driving down the street, you know, even just sitting at a stoplight or they'll see him, oh, the kids will look or people or if he's sitting in my lap and he wants the window down, he paws down, and he looks at them and. And they're just laughing at him or they'll roll their windows down and say, you know, who is he and start talking or try to talk to him. So I just kind of wanted to share him with everybody. So that's when I and then I saw the article about Tuna. So I said, Hmm, Instagram, I think I'll start that. And I had no clue about social media. I mean, I did, but I mean, not really. It's like that was just diving in. So I, I learned how to do and I, I'm not a genius by any means, but I've learned a lot and working on Instagram and Facebook and and not much on Twitter. I've been, it's so much. There's so much to do. So- I kind of stay away from Twitter
0: as well. It just doesn't seem to do a whole lot for my business uh, or really like get a lot of momentum for me personally. Um, but Instagram is my favorite.
1: Yeah. Instagram is great. So, I mean, he just, and it kept growing. I mean, people seem to like him and he has over 50,000 now on Instagram and over 80,000 on Facebook. So, um, yeah. And I was like, wow. But it took about three and a half years. Uh,
0: um, that's amazing do. though. That's not very long because, um, like on my account, I probably started working on it like seriously. Um, like Three years ago, something like that. Um, before that, it was just like my personal Instagram account. Um, and around three years ago is when I started to really use it to promote my blog. Right. And I thought I had pretty fast growth. Like in one year, I went from two thousand to ten thousand, and that's then another good. year later from ten thousand to twenty five thousand, and now I'm close to forty thousand. Um, but yeah, I mean that's fantastic. It's like- yeah, he's a dog, I guess, you know. Yeah, thing. it's fantastic how you've done that. So so do you have any advice for people? Like, you had no clue what you were doing when you started it. So what did you learn quickly that you should
1: do or I shouldn't was, do? <laughs> I started Googling. I mean, I'm a Google person. I, I admit it. I start researching and looking up articles. I'm sitting there thinking, how does he have 1.7? And then, the, you know, an article say that he was at, I don't know, maybe 500,000, which is still way more than... Max, but you know, yeah. five hundred thousand, and then all of a sudden something got put on to Reddit or something. You know what I mean? Or they did who somebody put it on Reddit, and it just kind of you know took off, and that's and then you know then he got featured in Instagram, probably, and featured. You know, yeah. then things start to trickle down. But but then you start reading other things about you need to do this, and you need to start liking a lot of people, and you know, and uh, and it was my summer break. It was still part of my summer break when I started. Oh my gosh. Like 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 oh I like this one. Like 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 oh I like this one. I was liking all over the place on my little thumbs. They would I was going so fast, I learned how to go so fast back and forth between so many different accounts that they thought I was a bot and they would block me. I don't like <gasps> <laughs> But it was supposedly only for twenty four hours. mm mm-hmm. So um, so I go, okay, my husband will go slow down. I said, yeah, but I start school in a week. I won't be able to do this because, you know, the more you like, the more you comment, the more you, yeah. you uh-huh. know, do things that, you know, gets more people. So I've anyway. never, I've never been totally
0: shut down, but I've gotten like warnings before where it, you know, it, it'll say like loading or something like that, you know, and that's like a little clue that you should probably put your phone down
1: for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, okay, slow down. Two. I mean, I would just go <laughs> slow, slow, slow instead of, but yeah, no, I, but then he got so big that it was hard to do, to keep up with all of everything mm-hmm. anyway. So to reply to every comment and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: try to, but. So was there, um, like some accounts have like a big break, like they were featured on dogs of Instagram or something like that. Did you have any kind of moments like that that,
1: um, really gave you a big push Um, I kind of missed the first part, but I think you said, did I have any, did I get featured in anything? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, one, I, one time, I think, uh, nothing got hugely featured, but one time somebody shared with me that they saw one of his photos, like in somebody's blog. So I went there, you know, like, like one of his Christmas photos. I don't know if I got any major stuff from that, but it couldn't hurt. And then, um, um, one time they They liked somebody that was an Instagram staff writer liked something. But once again, I'm not so savvy. You know, I mean, they did show him on something. But once again, I'm not so savvy. I'm like, what is those messages up there? You know what I mean? It was like I missed her message to me. Um, You know what I mean? So I I didn't get to put as much input or talk to her beforehand. But that's okay. You know, but nothing major, nothing major, except recently, of course, since I've written his book, we were in our our local paper and then I I put it out uh, to a couple of TV stations and so he, we were on TV uh, just recently we were on a good day Sacramento and we were also on studio 40 live so
0: That's awesome so okay, yes so we're on
1: yours and you know here you are
0: on the Wear wagger V show um, so we're gonna we're gonna get to the book but first like since you're talking about getting on local TV
1: how did you coordinate that? Do you, did you just Google how to contact them? So when I put my book out and I had put it and, you know, I've got a picture of Max holding the book. So if you it somewhere on there and, um, and one of my friends, well, I used to play softball. So if you saw that somewhere, I used to play softball. Um, and I was in the 1996 Olympics. So I'm kind of known for that around here for athletics. So, when one of my friends who was a reporter back then and still is he saw that I wrote the book he goes oh how cool um can I do an article on you and i said fantastic and then i don't have a quote unquote pr person which i probably should but uh i just asked him i said hey is there anybody else like you that you know that maybe i can contact so he gave me a list of maybe five people and and um so then I just contacted them and I sent them my media kit, which I didn't have when I was, you know, contacting you. But uh, I have a media kit now for both Max and myself, and I sent that out with some information and and I guess they liked the idea of Max and the book. So that's how I got on. Just good old fashioned uh, go for it. Yeah. Right. And just taking just taking ask action. Someone. Yeah. You know, just like ask somebody. The worst
0: that could happen is they say no. So um, yeah, I think. You- Sometimes people you, overthink everything and they want to make it all perfect, but just reach out and do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now that I did that, I'm like, okay, I need more contacts mm-hmm. because I don't think just sending something out into space without a name on it. You know what I mean? Is, mm-hmm. But maybe it would work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm about ready to try one of those soon. <laughs> hey, but, uh, you never know. You never know, but uh, because they are mm-hmm. looking for stories or, you know, interest stories every now and then. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to, Probably do a little bit more of that coming up soon.
0: Very cool. Okay, so now let's talk about the book. Um, tell me about about this book. How did you come up with the idea? Why did you want to write children's books, and how how did you even get started in making it? Well,
1: it all like it all started with the social media wanting to share Max. So I kind of wanted to share him a little further, um, and so and I teach, and I've taught everything from second grade to high school math, and currently I'm an independent study teacher in high school. But I do have a little creative side to me, so just just thinking of little stories. So uh, the title of the book is, the series title is Adventures of One at Max, but the book title is Runic and the Crystal Cave. And so the name Runic, just little bits and pieces are from his life. So the name Runic, um, his agility trainer, I, our agility trainer because I still train Max, but she teaches me how, taught me how to, you know, do all the obstacles that you have to do with agility. But, um, she just got a new Dutch shepherd and pitch black and big pointy ears. And, and his name was Rudick. And I, and as I'm thinking, you know, I just kind of start putting things together. And I said, oh, I said, I'm thinking about doing a children's book, and I'm going to I'm gonna have a dragon in there. I said, okay, if I use your dog's name, Runix." She goes, oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I don't know why I asked. It's just a name. But, you know, yeah. I just thought I'd ask. And she says, oh, no problem. So just little pieces of that. And he's been skunked three times. Uh, and so – that, But he was trying to be friends with the skunk. I didn't see it happen. We were packing late one night, and he got skunked. And all of a sudden, I hear my husband slam the door. And then I look out, and there's Max like, ah, wincing with his eye. He got skunked right in the face. And oh, I'm like, "No, I've never done this before. Anyway, um, doused him with water. He hates water and the did whole thing. Did you use but tomato juice? No. Um, well, maybe I did. No, I didn't, because he's so white. I didn't want him to get stained either. But Right. Um, uh, I used... I used all sorts of stuff the next day because, of course, at midnight, you're not going to do much. And, no. It was like a, cock, uh, a cocktail of things. <laughs> but I did find something called, oh, my God, is biocide, and they have a skunk spray. And because the second time, from then on, I always keep a little bit of this stuff around because we had a resident skunk We out in our backyard, obviously. Um that wasn't but one of kept- your rescue pets. That was just a uh, wild animal. No. But you know, but you know, my husband loves all the animals, so he keeps cat food out for the skunks and possums and raccoons. Um, and you know, no harm, no foul around here, uh, unless something really dangerous happens, I suppose. But nothing has. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see
0: what you're doing while you catch up with the "Where Wag Repeat" podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk. And share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at Mystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode.
1: But Max just wants to be friends with that skunk, so that skunk comes out every night, right? And so he comes trotting up to him. And the second time, he at least kind of swung to the side, you know what I mean? So as not to get right in the face. Um, but that little guy was stamping his feet and got him again. But that bio side is really good. You just, uh, it's. It smells like chlorine. Yeah. I don't know how to ex- if you ever used it or smelled that stuff, but that skunk got into our garage. He ran off into the garage, sprayed my entire garage. My car <gasps> smelled, but the garage smelled, and but I guess I didn't realize that skunk oil, I guess it unattaches itself and floats in the air and then attaches to something else, so that's why you bring that smell in the house. It's not <sighs> so much... Him that's smelling it, it somehow. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in my office smelled. So I had to get a room, a room biocide thing, a car. They make one for a car. Oh my car, gosh. My car smelled like a swimming pool, but it was way, way better. Way than better. Skunk, mm-hmm. You know, once you aired it all out. But yeah, they have. Yeah. So that's what I did. But anyway, so he was the, the jutting around. I mean, like, so the story is uh, Max zooms in, zooms after a strange critter. Um, and uh, into a strange world Well, that strange critter was based after the skunk because he just has to know and has to see and has to befriend everybody right so I mean just little parts of his life that he's done you know what I mean just kind of twisted it of course it might be a dragon now instead of a skunk or it might be little things just putting all the little pieces together for a children's fantasy rather than a, I figured a children's fantasy would be easier to write than a big ol' novel yeah uh, no you know. I think it's so creative and I and imaginative
0: and and I just love it so did you personally illustrate this entire book oh
1: no 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 that was uh so I wrote the book had it edited and did some stuff and and I went to New York to try to get an agent do all the old the way that you're supposed to do it and pitched it and a lot of people loved it um, and in fact I haven't heard back from a couple of people but and some of people wanted me to write something a children's book on a middle grade book on uh, what do you call it softball and olympics or maybe dog training and how that happened and then some people wanted me to write a memoirs about it the softball stuff instead like come back to us so something they liked some parts of it one way or another maybe they didn't do a children's book and they wanted an older book but it just didn't happen so then i kind of put it on the back shelf because life happens you got to keep going along and um And I met some a new mentor, um, a new mentor that was pushing more towards the entrepreneurship and and speaking. And and then from him I met somebody else, and then I met another editor, um, and just got ideas. And then from her, I was maybe going to go with a publisher. Um, And so I just got different ideas of uh, illustrators. So and he happened to also be in the S B whatever the Society of Children's Book writers and oh, illustrators cool. yeah he happened I, I saw him over here and then I saw him on there and I said okay and then you look you just have to look and you have to find a style and you have to interview him and there were a couple of people I liked but some people couldn't start the project for mm-hmm. like three or four months and I'm like mm, my impatience I want to do it I've been waiting so long I want to get this done and I really liked Jason Jason Slater is the illustrator I really liked his work so and he was able to get started so we did yeah. and yeah, so he's my illustrator.
0: Okay, so once you have – you wrote it and then he illustrates it and you edit it and you lay it all out in like a –
1: Oh, yeah. There's also some parts. Somehow. Oh, yeah.
0: How does it actually get printed in into people's hands?
1: So, I mean, if you're not doing publishing, traditional publishing, you're definitely going to be uh, self-publishing. So there are self-publishing companies out there um, and – I went with a group of people that would also help me promote it uh, somewhat and help me do some of the uh, Instagram and I mean, excuse me, Facebook and stuff with it. And but they wound up not. They were we were going to different publishers, uh, printing houses, I should say, not publishers, printing houses to see you know which is the best uh, pricing and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But instead of having like you know two thousand books in your uh, garage or something or more, we decided to go. With, we ultimately decided to go with Amazon. Um, print on demand. So that's how it is right now. Um, you don't have, they don't, they don't have to have them either. They're it's, it's print on demand. Uh, what's interesting is when Mm -hmm. I want to order books, let's say I want to order 60 publisher books, darn, if it doesn't take like three or four weeks, you know what I mean? Uh, to get them. But if you were to order it, Two days if you're prime or whatever. I mean, you, they print it right then and there, print on demand like it says, and then yeah. you get it. But for me as an author, I have to wait a few weeks. It's just kind of weird yeah, for the well, quantities. I had no idea that Amazon would do print on demand like an entire book because
0: um, yeah, um, I've, I've done episodes. I, I started a Shopify store on my blog last year, and I've done episodes about – that and sort of the different avenues you can go down with that and um, I have some products that are print on demand like t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that um, and it's the same exact thing if my customers order it they get it right away but if I want to order it and get um, you know like a, a special discount um, as the as the creator of it then exactly. it takes like weeks for me to get it um, So so it is kind of a similar thing but that's so cool I didn't know you could do an entire book that way
1: yeah. So you, I have an ebook on there. So that was the first thing you do and you, and we promoted the ebook, um, free and it still remains at 99 cents. So if somebody wants to do the Kindle version or the ebook version, it's still only 99 cents. Um, um but, but it, you, you upload that into the system, you know what I mean? And right. then you upload the book and cause once you have it all formatted and everything, it's just a matter of uploading and putting the ISBN, the author name, the illustrator name. It's yeah. just in the system. And then you order proofs just like you would from a regular printer. Um, so I know the audience can't see it, but you've got a proof. Oh, that's not a proof. <laughs> um, it's a proof that says not for resale. Oh, here oh okay. It, it, yeah. So the first ones that came out as you, you can see the audience mm-hmm. cap, but it had white edges around the book and you don't really want that. You want that full, you know what I mean? Finished, Picture, real book. finished Yeah. Look. So it was like, Oh, something happened. Right. So then you go back and you correct whatever it is. And at first I chose, it's okay, Max. at first I chose like cream colored pages, which I do really like for certain books, but for this and the way that it turned out, I wanted the brighter uh, mm-hmm. the brighter pages and make sure the cover is. And so then they come out the not for resale if you do ever write a book. And then once you've approved it, it comes out normal. <laughs> and that's what everybody gets. And I was so excited when I got my first box of books. I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm an author. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I've worked online for like, a, over a decade. And so um, switching over to like, have some physical products that you can actually hold something that you're selling or hold something that you made is just like, so fantastic.
1: Yeah, I was just, I was totally excited. So, but anyway, so it's, I mean, it's not 100% Max, but a, there's a lot of him in there as you know, it's just that, that friendship and wanting adventure and he just has to run and after things.
0: And yeah. I love it. And you have a wonderful social media platform that you've built up that you
1: can use to promote the book, which is really kind of smart how it all worked out. Right. So promoting it more underneath him instead of me. Cause during this whole time, I really didn't think about it, but oh my gosh, I have to have a platform. So I I barely created my website and starting, you know, now I have to do it. But it's when you teach full time and this is, you know, your second job trying to break out. Of course, you want to be with Max all the time. So that's why, you know, you're doing it to be an entrepreneur and and move forward. But it's it's, uh, it's tough to get everything going. Yeah, it is. So do you have any favorite
0: apps or resources that you use either to run social media or, um, to run other parts of your business to kind of make it so you can do it
1: all? You know, I've been using Planoly. Uh, I haven't done it yet for whatever reason, just well, the book came out and then all sorts of other things, you know, you start doing other things. Uh, so it's been, a struggle some days to get all the posts out. But usually I do post from Instagram and I push it to Twitter that, mm-hmm. I mean that just being able to push it to Twitter and Facebook helps because that way you're only posting one and done, you know, basically, right. um, um, you can of course schedule posts on Facebook yeah, and you could use Hootsuite. And sometimes, um, I've had a couple of friends help me out sometimes and post, you know what I mean? And do something for me. I say, here's a picture and copy and they'll put it on and do that. And, I need to maybe do that, of course, myself. But but I think the algorithms, you know, with mm-hmm. Facebook and with uh, Instagram, they like it better when you're not using the third party. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to be careful on the third party. Uh, you know, yeah. apps that you do use, but those are some that I would use. But I do. I have a lot of apps. You can't even see it, but there's like one that says photography, and inside there, there's probably, let's see, there's nine to a page, so there's probably almost thirty six apps inside there to maybe help Yeah, I mean there's one or two that I use as go-tos but um, What are the two that are your go-tos? Like one for just basic photo editing would be Snapseed Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I use PixArt like if I can't find like I want to put a bunny ears on them or something. I can't find it. Or I'm just making it up. Right. I don't know. A, a black top hat that isn't one of those little toy baby ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want it to look like a real top hat. Like recently I did that probably for New Year's. You just, I don't know, here's a tip. You type in transparent black hat or mm-hmm. something or transparent. You know, maybe you've done this before, mm-hmm. transparent, whatever. And you have to find the ones with the grids on it. But the PixArt app, You take your own picture and then you can add a photo and then you can crop it, size it, and add it on and it looks like it's real. I don't do that very often. He really does wear – like he's wearing a bow tie now. He really does wear bow ties or he really does have a suit and tons of clothes. But sometimes that extra little element, you know what I mean? Instead of wearing his doggles, which he has, I want (laughs) him to really – it's okay. I want him to uh, be wearing um, sunglasses and if I want him to match the outfit – I have to go yeah. searching around. So sometimes, gosh, it takes so much time. My dogs aren't good at wearing sunglasses, so I will have to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, and, and then some of in some of the apps themselves, they'll have uh, goodies or mm-hmm. toys that you can add, but some look totally cartoonish, but some actually look pretty real, yeah. you know what I mean, if you pick the right ones. So it's well, cool. And then Boomerang, of course, and, and um, I like Lumiere, Lumiere, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one... One other thing I noticed that you do a lot of is you create a lot of memes. Do you think that those have a really good reaction on social media? Because I don't really create any memes. You know,
1: um, I wanted to create more memes. And I have a couple of different people that will do some memes for me. But I just was speaking to some people. Oh, and I don't have it's in my notes. I just came back from um, more of an entrepreneurial training this uh, yesterday. And um, they were talking about two different things for making memes and i apologize i cannot think of it i'd have to go through my notes but um supposedly it's easy but i try to do those on wednesdays because i guess according to some statistics wednesday memes are are better i haven't i haven't done any so i've created the memes and they're on my website but then i'll just pull them off my own off of his excuse me his website Mm -hmm. and then and post them that way I don't have to create quite so many and I just share once a week with them unless there's a particular meme that's like solely like cool and matches like a hashtag day or something. Right, yeah, some new current you know? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, obviously, there's so much to look at on your accounts. Um, tell everyone where they can find you guys
1: online. So if you're looking for Max, he has his own website. So that's oneupmax.com, but you spell out the number one. So that's O N E U P max.com and then you can also go find him on Facebook. So facebook.com slash one up max all together. And of course, mm-hmm. Instagram.com one up max. He's easy enough to find and If you are a Twitter person, hey, go Twitter and say <laughs> hi to him at one up max on Twitter. And if you're looking for me um, as an author, entrepreneur, coach, it's lisashaver.com is my website. But uh, who knew there were so many Lisa Shavers out there? So I had to do mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook, Lisa Shaver Official. Okay. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And then on Twitter, you can't have something that long. If you, <laughs> you know how that. So it's Lisa Shaver O-F-C. Okay. A uh, Short for official. So we'll whatever. make sure
0: we find the right Lisa and yeah. um, and connect with you and connect with Max. Thanks so much for being on the show
1: today. Oh, no, thank you. And everybody go to Amazon. You can at least get your 99-cent version. You just Google Adventures of One at Max or Lisa Chauver. It should pop up on Amazon, and there you go. And we're working on Barnes & Nobles. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast.
0: You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.